Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers is being lowered. Once a neck, always a neck. What is going on, ladies and gents? You are listening to Nickish. You got your boys Mo and Nafi here on this Sunday, September 26th edition of the show. Uh, we got so much to talk about on this episode, so happy to bring on my co-host, Nafi. How you doing, man? What's going on, bro? Doing all right? We're just inching closer and closer to the the return of sanity, a.k.a. basketball. All is right in the world when the Knicks are hooping, you know what I mean? Especially when we're actually like not hot garbage. But uh, mm-hmm. how you doing though? I'm I'm doing well, and you know you say hot garbage. The Giants just lost their third game in a row Bro, don't, today. Don't bring so. it up. You just maybe <laughs> I was in a good mood, ready to talk about the one team in New York that happens to be competent. Apparently, <laughs> uh, yeah, what a, what, a, yeah. what a time to be alive, bro. <laughs> All right, yeah. Anyway, lot lots going on. Training camp is starting soon. Uh, media day is coming up, and uh, speaking of media. Um, looks like Leon Rose had his second media appearance uh, appearance ever as president of the New York Knicks. Um, article was broken out by one Ian Bagley, one of the goats of Knicks media. Yes, sir. Um, and lots of details there. Uh, anything that really stood out to you from that article or anything in general from what Ian pointed out? I mean, not even just from Ian. I guess the biggest, like, news that came out from these uh... – from Leon's media availability. It wasn't, it wasn't just Leon, right? It was uh, Scott, Perry, and uh, Tibbs also had a good bit of comments. But the main thing, or the biggest thing, whole squad is vaccinated, bro, 100%. Like, not even, just, not even just the whole roster. They, they were saying the staff, scouts, you know what I mean, coaching staff, uh, front office, every, everybody's vaccinated. So, I mean, so at least somebody, some squad or some franchise in New York City is like, you know, uh, believes in science, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's not talk about mm-hmm. that other Burroughs team. Or we can, you know what I mean? Or we uh, can. You know, there's a, I'll, I'll throw it back to you. What's going on with the, with the Little Brother franchise, bro? I mean, it's kind of embarrassing to call him Little Bro at this point. I mean, yeah, my brother, Kyrie Irving, like, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, Kyrie Irving, you could go to so many episodes throughout the past couple of seasons, and we've had so many different opi- opinions of the guy, and... Other times he comes out looking good, and it looks like most of the times he's looking dumb as hell. And this is the prime example of that. And it's kind of crazy when you start reading these articles. There's this amazing article by, I forgot the writer's name, but it was a Rolling Stones article, and a lot of people have read it. And that guy, you know, kudos to him. He broke out everything that's been going on in the NBA. Thanks. And with this group of people, players who refuse to be vaccinated, and Kyrie, at this point, seems front and center of those guys. He's probably the best player there who's doing it. And he's getting more vocal about it. He has his aunt who uh, <laughs> controls his foundation, like, talking about it, like, supporting him and shit. you got, you know, John Isaac, the guy who stood up during the, the anthem while everyone else was on their knee, you know, with the Black Lives Matter shirt. And he was wearing his jersey. Just, you know crazy things that are going on and something that should not be should never have been politicalized has become politicalized and it's gone and it's infiltrated and it's, it's it's a problem now in the nba and it looks like there's there are players like Kyrie, there's isaac there's andrew wiggins who you know 
This man never yeah. talks. He he. I don't even know what his voice sounds like, but he is vocal as hell about not wanting to get vaccinated. And some of the quotes on this article are insane. And I'll, we'll get to it in a sec. But, Bro, I just, but let's, let's I hear just your quick want, thoughts. I, I just want to chime in. I, I just cracked up laughing at the Andrew Wiggins mention because uh, that's unrelated to the Rolling Stone thing. That was literally just like... Adam Silver was just like, you don't know God like that. The fuck out of here. <laughs> he, he, he requested a religious exemption from the vaccination. And the NBA is just like, nope, what are you talking about? <laughs> Not one day have you been in church. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> but no, yo, Wiggins is, um, that's just funny, bro. Because, like, you talk about, obviously, they play in San Fran, like, New York and California are probably the bluest states ever. So you already know yeah. that, like, both the, both the franchises in those respective states, being the Knicks and the Warriors, they're going to abide by the state rules. And with the Warriors, it's like if a player is unvaccinated, that's 41 home games he won't be able to play in. You know what I mean? And then you consider the fact that, like, there are road games. You know, Golden State's going to have to come to Brooklyn, going to have to come to MSG. These are games that Wiggins is not gonna be able to play in, and it's just like that's just like kind of I didn't even get I didn't get a chance to read the Rolling Stone article, but I was seeing the chatter. Obviously, it's really had people going. I saw screenshots of just like the the excerpts relating to Kyrie and his kooky ass aunt, bro. Like I don't no mm. shots fired at the uh, at, at family members, bro. We don't we don't do that on this family show, obviously, obviously, but. What is going Thomas on here, bro. man? What like, mean? what are we, what are we doing here, man? Like, it, the the whole art, the whole premise of the article is just like the the NBA's internal war with conspiracy theories. Is it? Yeah. What is going on here, man? Like, this is supposedly the most quote unquote woke league, the the, the progressive league. But you got literally like, isn't Kyrie still VP or what have you, a player mm-hmm. relations, something like that? And he's over here just like, no, you got to open your mind and see with your third eye. And, like, you know, you got to overstand that that the vaccine is not to be trusted. Like, bro, he Kyrie's a picture-perfect example of just, like, a high school. Like, he's obviously he's a multi-millionaire ball player, but he's literally just like, uh, it, otherwise, if he wasn't, he's like a high school burnout that just fell down a YouTube rabbit hole and just thinks he's, like, fake deep. You know what I mean? And obviously, you know, it's been reported and there's a lot of stuff on record of like the good stuff Kyrie does in his community, the charitable um, acts and like donations he does, you know what I mean? But really, man, like it's like a lot of times when you want to like him, he'll just do some dumb shit. And this is that dumb shit, bro. Right. Let me let me read the couple of sentences that I think stood out the most to me and to a lot of other people from this article. It starts with Irving who serves as a vice president on the executive committee of the Players Union, recently started following and liking IG posts from a conspiracy theorist who claims that secret societies, quote-unquote, are implanting vaccines in a plot to connect black people to a master computer for a plan of Satan, quote-unquote. This microchip misinformation campaign has spread across multiple NBA locker rooms and group chats According to several of the dozen-plus current players, Hall of Famers, league execs, arena workers, and virologists interviewed for this story over the past week, it's like... I, I don't even know what I just heard just now. What is how, going on? <laughs> what is, how do you even put that into perspective? It's it, the, the misinformation that's going on is insane. And I, I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was interviewed for his article, put it best. And he's like, yo, if you... Like, you know, you're not doing your duty as a celebrity if you're not being a right role model, if you're not being vaccinated. And 
protecting yourself and your community. You're you're not you know you shouldn't be considered a role model, and you're you're hurting yourself and you're hurting others. And like I get it, freedom of choice. If you don't want to do it, you don't do it. But you shouldn't be getting paid like a baller if you're not balling, and if you're not following the rules and regulations of the NBA, who's paying you to you know to do your job. And if you're not following that. You know, it's forcing you to follow it. Then you know you shouldn't be getting paid that same kind of salary as you expect from your contract. Facts and like if people like I love that Kareem was willing to stand ten toes down and just like speak up about it because first of all, it's like he just it was like he came out like an ordinary old uncle that was just like I can't believe I have to do this and like lecture these kids. You know what I mean? And two, it it does a lot of credibility to Kareem coming out in obviously pro vax because. They can't come at him and say, oh, he's just a follower. Or he's just, like, trying to be uh, a sheep. This is fucking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Check his credentials as far as, like, his his involvement in, like, the social justice era. They're the fucking iconic picture from, Facts. like, the 60s and 70s where it's just him, Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali. You know what I mean? Like, um, what was it? Fucking protesting the shit, the draft or whatever. You know what I mean? Or, like, it, it was like they was heavily involved in the civil rights movement. You know what I mean? Like... Mm-hmm. So you can't come at Kareem and uh, like and say like he's a follower. He's just trying to like to stick up for the establishment. He's the most probably one of the most anti-establishments like anti-establishment athletes of all time. And he's over here just telling you that you guys are idiots because you are. And Jonathan Isaac, like the less we speak about him, the better because honestly, he's apparently like the most MAGA like NBA player in the league, which is yo, absolutely yo. wild, bro. I don't even oh, know how that's yo, even possible. <laughs> I, I, man, like I read it somewhere. I might have been the same article. Dude was, like, I think while everyone was doing shoot arounds, he was watching literal Donald Trump press conferences, and like doing his like little reading of of who knows what. But I mean, at this point, like, be be honest. Are you are you more upset that they're not being safe for themselves and for others, or just the fact that they're accepting misinformation and trying to spread it out more what, what, what upset, the, what's upsetting you more that the latter because these are dudes with especially Kyrie because like honestly look the average person has no idea who the hell Jonathan Isaac is to be honest with you but the very fact that he has a platform and he's going on Twitter and he's literally just like speaking and say, he, he, you saw his tweet right Isaac was just like oh you know anybody can be a journalist these days or like it's it's or some mm. bullshit like that he says it was some straw man or whatever but it, it just doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like, with Isaac, like I said, the less we can say about him, the better. But that's that. to answer your question, that's what really angers me the most. These these are fools with a megaphone, basically. And when you, have, when you give a fool a megaphone, he's going to yell whatever dumb shit comes to mind. And whoever's in his vicinity, even if they're not paying attention, they're going to hear it. It's going to, you know what I mean? It's be, like the stupidity is being exposed at, at a level that shouldn't be otherwise. You know what I mean? Like... I don't know. I expect it better from Kyrie, most definitely. Isaac, I'm not surprised. But just if this is like really some shit that's going on in the NBA, Adam Silver gonna gotta like literally bring the hammer down, bro. Like he gotta put a put a put an end to this, you know? Like what's what's the way to do it? Because at the end of the day, there are a lot of talented play, talented players that are in this group of people. I mean, you know, you don't want to you don't want to fire them. You don't want to really threatened that you're they're not going to be able to play all the games or get paid their salary i mean what is the best way i'm you know just thinking out loud maybe if they ever do test positive then they should be fined a big load i mean my thing is like they're private company right just like they're private companies or not that are like mandating vaccine vaccinations you know what i mean like 
fuck it, do it. You know what I mean? Like, you got a board of governors, you got these owners, like, that are billionaires, like, just mandate the vaccine, and, like, if they're willing to give up their game checks, do it. I don't know the legality of that shit. I'm not a labor law person, but um, I'm sure that there's something that, like, I see smart folks, you know what I mean, in the Twitter sphere talk about how, like, Adam Silver, they could be doing more. And if that's a fact, if they could be, like, being more, like, stringent about this and it's not happening, I feel like this is the best opportunity to do it. Because I feel like this article is going to get so much more steam, you know what I mean? Especially going into this week and the closer we get to the season. It's good. It's Rolling Stone, bro. Like, it's not yeah, like it's yeah. a it's a ESPN blur or whatever. That Rolling Stone is an established um, part of the, like, American pop culture kind of, you know, mainstream media world. So... The fact that that's out there like that, that's not a good look for Mr. Silver and his league. And I hope it gets taken care of. But, I mean, all I know is just that the smart folks, a.k.a. the Knicks, you know what I mean, one of the smarter teams Crazy. in the league, kind of <laughs> to round back to where we yeah. at. <laughs> Imagine we had Kyrie. Imagine we ended up signing him. We got to deal with this bullshit day in, day out with, no, the, no, with the real New York press that <laughs> is going to be in on it all day, all the time. And shit that we'd get as Knicks fans if our star player was pulling this kind of shit especially in a season when they are the title favorites and yeah. like you know Ennis Canner was quoted in on this and he's like you know I'm, I'm a devout Muslim and you know if you're really truly that religious then you should be kind of protecting yourself and others so how does this make any sense I'm like you know what Ennis you're right you you're you're correct here you you go get him you tell him what to do because he's he's with the Celtics and you know Boston is no joke um, when it comes to this stuff, but I don't think there are really any players that are um, on that team right now, at least in the high-profile sense of Kyrie or even, I guess, Isaac Damn. or Wiggins that are doing this. But You're going to have um, me agree with Enos Cantor. It's like that meme yeah, when right? the worst person you know makes a point. <laughs> <laughs> but kudos to the NBA, man. 90%, 90% vaccinated is really good, yep. and obviously kudos to the Knicks organization for getting 99%, bro. To your like to that point though to that question you asked about what's worse the fact that they believe it or the fact that they have like the platform to spread it the fact that it's ninety percent vaccinated and that ten percent is the one that's causing like an issue that that's all it is a vocal minority is problematic in itself you know what I mean like the very fact that like there is that disagreement and they're having the avenue to like project this shit out it's a bad look so like it it's, it tells you a lot that this vocal minority is just a bunch of vocal dumbasses and they got to get dealt with but anyway back to the Knicks the one the team that is 100% vaccinated we're not bringing shame to New York we we got to like yo hats off to just Leon Scott Perry and Tibbs just because they as far as like getting in front of the media and having a chance to speak for the first time in a minute, I feel like they hit on all the notes they needed to hit on. And right. the main thing that kind of stuck out, like I'll start with the negative before we get to the positive and I'm going to throw it back at you. But they talk about Mitch, bro. And it seems like, um, you know, we were all getting ready to see him like, you know, suit up opening night, uh, get ready to see the new Mitch, see him bulked up and really see him in year four going into contract year. But it seems like, He's still kind of progressing in terms of rehab with his injury, and they're being cautious with him. So it seems like he's not even really practicing or whatever, right? Is that what the real quote was? I'll throw it back to you. What's the word on Mitch? I don't have the exact quote, but apparently he's still not ready to play yet. Apparently he doesn't. He hasn't really done as much on-court activity as we all thought. But you know, from what we've seen in all his social media posts, dude's working out. I think just yesterday he was there from for like. 14 hours in the gym putting in the work and I think there's a tweet that 
was later deleted where he came into the league at two something, maybe it was two thirty, two thirty five, and now he's like two eighty, uh, just just bulking up. And you know, you you hope for a guy who had a foot injury at his height that he's you know able to maintain his health, um, and you know keep his athleticism, especially for a guy like Mitch who's probably the best in the NBA at blocking three point shots. Um, that's that's the latest that that I have. Apparently, uh, he's not exactly ready to get on the court. Maybe he might not be ready for the for game one. But we know that I forgot who was asking Julius Randle on his thoughts. But one of the players that they asked about to him was Mitch, and he's like, Mitch is gonna be huge for us. He's he's been putting in the work. He he looks he looks scary. He's he's big. <laughs> he's fucking strong as hell right now. And if that's what's gonna happen, and no one's gonna be able to bully Mitch, who's already the defensive anchor of the team, then shit man we got we got you know huge huge guy in him who can really lead the team even more to, to more wins and we know he wasn't that much available this past season but really the true question is whether or not or like what his contract situation is going to be over the next year his contract is up yeah. and the kind of different plays that the knicks can do whether they trade him for someone better or they decide to re-sign him over the next year or they wait for next season when when they sign him as an unrestricted free agent when other teams have the opportunity to get him there's there's a lot of avenues for for mitch's future with the knicks um you have any concern if we're if we gonna keep him or not i do have concern just because i got two points to bring up first as far as like the quote about his health Leon apparently said vaguely, but clearly enough that Mitch's uh, return to full duty is still a work in progress. And then in regards to the contract, they had asked him directly. Leon says, as far as the contract goes, we love Mitchell Robinson and we look forward to seeing him play. That's about as vague of Mm non-answer you can give when they ask you just like, you know, if he's going to get a contract extension. And Mark Berman makes an estimation that I agree with that it doesn't sound like anything's going to happen on that front anytime soon. This seems like a picture-perfect kind of like make-or-break year for Mitch contract-wise. So as far as worry, I ain't worried if Mitch ain't worried. If he's if he's ready to come in and really show that he is that dude, you know, after he obviously rehabs properly and is healthy, you know, I, he'll probably get paid. Because, I mean, that's what they, they wanted to see Julius prove it on the court last year. He showed it, you know what I mean? I think that's one thing about the front office I respect is they're pretty clear cut with their intentions. But I got two questions for you just off of like off off Mitch right now. With his in which with this like word coming out that he's still kind of progressing his injury, are you worried or is there is it actually kind of a bad thing that he put on this this amount of weight? Because like it like the conspiracy theorist in me is like was thinking about the fact that they deleted that tweet. You know what I mean? That's kind of rare for like the Knicks to just have to blue delete something like that. You know what I mean? They were seem pretty proud of Mitch putting on the weight, but maybe they deleted it because they knew word was gonna come out that oh Mitch is still not healthy yet, and they thought it was a bad look because, I mean that's the thing. Big man with foot injuries, right? That like you wouldn't want to add extra weight to your feet to you know you're adding more load to what's you know to the what's holding you up basically like that was the whole issue with Yao Ming like he had all these foot injuries Brooke Lopez early on in his career he had to slim down a bit just to like get healthy again and play Big Z Ilgoskis in uh Cleveland he had foot foot uh foot injuries early on when he was like a bigger like bulkier dude he had to slim down so let me get back to the question you you worried about his weight like the bulking up too much 
it's a concern if he is at the weight that he said 280 if that's his weight then that might be a concern because this man is fucking the big show out here 280 you know <laughs> good lord <Yo. laughs> <laughs> i mean if that if it's 280 that that could be a concern especially if he's jumping up I, I i might i guess i have to retract a little bit from what i said a few minutes ago because if he really jump did jump up 50 pounds in a, in a span of three years and that that might be a little too much Facts. um and you know you mentioned guys like Yao Ming and Brooke Lopez. Maybe Mitch should target to be like a Dwight Howard. And I just I was just looking up his weight right now. He's two sixty five, and that dude is jacked. Fact. He's two sixty five, and, and that, I feel like he's been two sixty five for a minute. Yeah, exactly. I I looked up his weight in two thousand nine, also two sixty five, and you know I'm sure like half that shit is muscle. And yeah. all uh, of that if, shit, again, bro. <laughs> Mitch might be you know again. I'm not. I haven't seen his workouts or how there's no real true information that i've seen on how he's gained all that muscle or that weight really and uh, i'm sure a good amount of it has to be bulk and not really muscle so again 50 pounds in three years four years that's that's a lot so yeah to answer your question there's some concern especially yeah. with the way he plays where he will jump you know four feet up just to block any shot at any point in time uh he was a defensive menace you know at his at his low weight doesn't necessarily mean he has to have a high weight. He's not going to be able to jump that level, yeah. uh, even though he might think he will. You know, It's also like the lateral quickness thing. That's what we always said was rare about Mitch, the fact that he could keep up with these perimeter players, if not like for a whole possession for a few seconds enough to where he's an impediment to them getting to the rim. You know what I mean? Or like him blocking three-point shots. If he's a little bulkier, it brings like it's kind of questionable to me whether he'd be able to keep that up at the same level. And the fact that his injury, like, you know, just historically speaking, it was like a Jones fracture in his foot, right? And that's the same kind of like foot, like a fractured foot basically is what doomed a lot of big men in the past. And I know medical science is obviously sped up to a point where you got dudes like KD coming off an Achilles, coming back, it looked like he never missed a beat, you know what I mean? Hopefully it's the same kind of thing with uh, Mitch. I mean, I think even KD broke his foot prior to the Achilles injury, right? So mm. if Mitch is like kind of sticking to the right rehab system and is not if, if like that bulk is actually smart bulk then maybe we're just being a little too uh you know preemptive with our worry about that weight gain so it's kind of a wait and see scenario with mitch it's just really we got to see him on the court if he gets any time in the preseason i'd be shocked but i do want to see how he looks how he's moving you know what i mean right i guess we gotta think about why he would have wanted to bulk up so fast so much and you think about the centers of the east you got clint capella you got Embiid, you got brooke lopez mm. um you know, you got guys like that who are much heavier, much stronger than Mitch. And maybe in his in his mind, he's trying to picture the Knicks back in the playoffs, as we all should. And he's going to end up banging with those kind of guys, so he should come in prepared. Facts. But again, both, too much weight too fast is never good, you know. But I'm sure that that was a, a point of concern for him. The playoffs. Yeah, because also fucking, you know... The, the fucking, the, 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 the monster squad of the Chicago Bulls, the one, the squad that's getting all the hype all of a sudden, they got mm-hmm. Nicky Vucevic, you know what I mean? He's down low for him, so, you know, bitch got a bang with him. But, right. um yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely going to be interesting going in, but it kind of explains why they, they brought back Noel, right? I mean, I figured they were going to go for a backup center anyway, but they threw they threw money at the, you know, the the dude that obviously we're familiar with. Um, so it's it's crucial that we brought back Noel and we brought back Taj because those guys can hold it down while Mitch is away. And Jericho Sims, you know, the the kid I mentioned in the last episode, just out the blue, a 58 overall pick, and he's looking like a steal, honestly, so far. And he hasn't even really played a real minute. Just 
what he did in summer league, I was just like, bro, a 58 overall pick. That's just like teams literally just spent that on some random Italian dude overseas that never sees the league. You know what I mean? And we just got this kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's a win, yeah. bro. That's a win. Um, any other comments that uh, caught your eye though from uh, just like the media availability? Because honestly, like, you know, I'm not one to care that Leon has a spokes in the media. You know what I mean? But it, it is nice to see him come out uh, of hiding and just, like, speak a good bit about what's going on. Nothing that really caught too much, but, it's yeah, it is refreshing because, you know, it's not like the Knicks are in a position where we need the president of the Basketball Association to come out and speak like the way we did when we had Phil Jackson or Steve Mills um, when, when the Knicks were, you know, garbage and we needed them to come out and, and respond to it. So... I mean, Leon is keeping up with the uh, the whole mystery vibe kind of thing, where he's just being low key and just planning and and you know forging ahead. So, no, nothing nothing too bad about that. Um, I did like that. Uh, you know, it's a lot of times folks who just kind of like write off just like kind of the same cliche kind of vague stuff that comes from a Knicks front office. And to be fair, we've had front offices in the past that say the right things, and then like the the encore product is garbage. Last year was the first time in a minute where they said the right things and the, the product matched the words. And, you know, Leon acknowledged as much. He's like, last year was a success. It kind of set the foundation for the culture we're trying to build. And he basically said, you know, they're trying to kind of avoid quick fix moves, but also believe in continuity or continuity. Scott Perry said the same as well. That's why they brought back, you know, Rose, Burks, Noel, Taj, obviously, and um. Yeah, Rose, like, I like this quote that he had. He was just like, our goal is to build something here that other players are going to look at and say, I want to be a part of that. Uh, well, I want to be a part of that. And we're doing that step by step. And I dig that, you know. Like, a lot of fans, like I said, will write that off and say, oh, that's just regular bullshit any front office would pay- say. But it's different this time because we finally have a front office that's matching their actions with their words. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we didn't see anything extreme this offseason. Really, the only extreme thing was, like, the contract given to Fournier honestly, because it was kind of a big money. But I feel like it ma- it was market rate for a wing player that fits what we're trying to do. So, exactly. yeah, we'll see. And, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and you see, like, the culture change has come into effect. There was a guy who, uh, from Sports Illustrated, man, I got to remember these journalists' names, but he took that, it was on Twitter, he took the tweet about how the Knicks organization is 99% vaccinated and he made a sub twin he's like if the new york knicks can do this and everyone in the nba should be able to with an apostrophe and everyone blew up on him they're like really like like how tone deaf can you possibly be to take this positive thing that the knicks are doing probably the the first organization i've heard so far whereas where they're 99 percent vaccinated and take it into a uh oh fuck the knicks kind of thing or like oh it's the new york knicks they're a garbage (laughs) franchise if they're able to do it everyone should be able to do it and Everyone just like all the Knicks fans just killed him. I know, I know you saw it, and yeah, he later on was like dumbass. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, I I see that I've angered Knicks fans, but don't expect me to respect them for being a fourth C team afterwards. Like, all right, and then somebody asked him like they got him right underneath. They were just like, oh yo, so I bet you he was one of the people that had them at the worst team in the league last season. He's like, yep, and then they surprised me, but I'm not supposed to like really respect their fourth seed. I was like, how does that make sense? If literally they blew away your expectations to the point where like they're on the other end of the fucking spectrum, you're gonna say like, nah, I don't want to respect it. That's just you being a hater. You being a little whiny bitch, bro. That says a lot about 
whoever that unknown loser is, because he didn't, probably didn't even have 7,000 followers, to be honest with you. For a journalist, it's nothing. And, like, it's just kind of emblematic of what's going on with the media. Like, it's it's getting to the point where the LOL Nick's jokes is so stale. They ain't got no other fucking material, bro. You know what I mean? He it's admitted like, to it. Yeah. It's a, de- it too. yeah. it's a decade of that same bullshit jokes. And then we get a one-off season of us, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, the rabbit got the gun now. The shoe's on the other foot. We can clown y'all now. And they getting upset. It's because we're giving it back to them. we feeding them their own medicine, and they can't handle it. Weak-willed, soft-bellied motherfuckers, bro. Like, Knicks fans, we coming at everybody, bro. If we nice this season, <laughs> you know what I mean? Knock on wood. Oh, my goodness gracious, bro. What, what, what was, what, what was the, what my trade word term? <laughs> Shit-talking world tour, bro. 2.0 this season, bro. It's happening. <laughs> Yo, the disrespect never ends, though. There's, uh, there's some polls that came out on most likely two, and there was one for Coach of the Year, most likely to win Coach of the Year next season. Did you see what number they put Tibbs at? Nah. The what? reigning Coach of the Year, by the way. What they, what they put him at? Was he like last? 16th. 16th. Uh, who who are some the of the NBA. names above him? Sixteenth best odds. I I don't I don't remember. Probably, <laughs> I don't fucking know. All I know is that Tibbs was number sixteen, and I I shut that shit off. <laughs> nah, they actually ain't like, no need I, to read the rest of the article. I, I feel like if you win the goddamn award, you got to be like top ten by default out of respect. Right. You know what I mean? At a minimum, what is going on here? But and then I'm, I didn't want to touch on this, but it's just kind of it speaks to the theme of just disrespect. Like these top 100 lists that just have like Julius, I was here, all NBA guy. They got him like disrespectfully low. Apparently Sabonis is better than him somehow, even though in all our matchups Julius made him his bitch, except for the first one, which seemed like a stalemate. Then you got Kendrick Perkins, who, bro, on a none on on a different note, that clutch mafia like cosine makes you untouchable because Kendrick Perkins is a fucking nimrod <laughs> this dude's an <laughs> airhead bro he was like yo this is my top five centers carry on no he's like no this is my top five power forwards carry on and three of them are centers like <laughs> you getting paid millions for this my guy and he had yeah. fucking what was it he had Giannis, ad okay let's look at looking not bad so far he put cat and bam as as in his top five power forwards and it's a bonus what <laughs> what the <laughs> I don't want to give these idiots airtime, but it's just like, what are we doing here, bro? That like, what? Why are we? Why are we in like, we're recording a podcast at night trying to just keep up with it. This motherfucker be making millions talking about nonsense bullshit, <laughs> getting airtime on TV just to say his top five centers has fucking cat in it, bro. Power and it, it's actually. like it's not even like no stat geek shit. This is not an advanced stat to go into somebody's basketball reference page and see which position he played the most. You go to Carl Anthony Towns, basketball reference, what percentage of his minutes did he play at center versus power forward? At power forward, zero. At center, 100%. But nah, Kenneth Perkins just got him as a number three power forward for some reason. For some reason. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we can move off of that. I don't. I, like I said, he gets paid more than enough and more than enough exposure from ESPN to do you know what I mean so we don't got to give him any more but is there anything else I feel like we want to talk about in at uh at the NBA level as a whole or are there a few more Knicks thoughts you wanted to get off real quick no I think I'm I'm excited for training day and media day as and training camp rather and uh, I feel like there's a lot more to talk about in the, in the coming weeks so I think we'll save it for that but as far as the NBA goes um Looks like the saga. biggest topic. Yeah, yeah. The biggest saga, topic bro. is uh is one Ben Simmons of the uh, 
Philadelphia 76ers who like as far as diva goes like put like he's at the top right now you know what I mean like I can't think of any person in the last five years at least I, I want to say LeBron before that but last five years who would top Ben Simmons right now as far as diva goes no sorry KP was 2019 Ooh, it's a tough one uh Ben Simmons might might edge KP honestly as nah, much as we honestly, dislike yeah. KP I think Ben Simmons we, we got to give him the edge uh, of this no nah, because with Simmons it's just so simple and it's just so funny when you put it in context drafted number one overall you're supposed to be part of the franchise one of the building blocks your franchise your fans like everybody basically begs and pleads for you to build on the one basic skill your profession is built on like ben please mm-hmm. would you get a jumper he's like no i will absolutely not do that <laughs> for four years <laughs> and, then, and then they want to fucking put you in a trade for an mvp caliber player and that offends you and now you're throwing a tantrum and you have a power agent that for some reason is gonna tr- like gonna treat you as if you're a, a super duper star, just cause like he happens to have been cool with LeBron. That's a whole different story. I'm not gonna get into Rich Paul, like, but with Ben, bro, that's the funniest part of the saga, bro. They're trying to say it's like, oh, this is player empowerment run amok. No, nah, this is just like one whiny bitch of a player that just apparently does not care enough to improve it. Literally, a fundamental skill shooting the ball free throw shooting at that as well you could not be able to shoot a jumper but don't be in there just like airballing free throws too bro and then the odd i'm not even a philly sixers fan i'm getting hot thinking about it bro the audacity of this motherfucker every summer to put up like highlight mixtapes of him like doing fadeaway jumpers three-point jumpers and in the game be afraid to dunk on trey young's midget ass what are we doing here ben and then you're gonna just be like a diva apparently like the the Sixers players wanted to come to LA and hang out with him. He's like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> so, <laughs> what are we doing here, bro? Let <laughs> me. What, so what's, what's your take on this, bro? Because I'm just, I feel like I just got it off. This is just funny as shit to me. I'm just so happy. It's like we're not the East Coast team that's like just filled with mess right now. You know what I mean? It's For the real, Sixers. Man. Like, I, I. I feel like we connect with the Sixers because their fan base is a lot like our fan base where they'll support their players to the absolute max. But once they don't show the love back, that's it. It's a wrap. And exactly. Sixers fans been supporting Ben Simmons since day one, all the way till the his very last play where he decides to, not, to, to pass up the ball and not put it up on a Game 7 pivotal last game. Facts. Like, there are so many videos now that are coming out where – He's about to take a free throw, and all the all the fans are like, "Yo, you got this!" They're screaming out, "You got this!" Like, you got fans in the stands, it, like showing him proper showing form, it. bro. <laughs> I love. And then he's just like, videos. "Nope," <laughs> misses the entire backboard, bro. What are you doing here? You're a professional. <laughs> and apparently, one of the reasons, one of the main reasons why he wants to leave Philly is because of the Philly fans, and yo, like that's that's such a messed up thing to do for. a for a player, a franchise player who's been had, who felt nothing, who should have felt nothing but support by all Facts. the guy, all the people of Philly who have been backing him up until the very end. I speak, I've spoken to a few Philly people since then. I'm like, yo, like, how do you feel about Ben Simmons? Like, yo, I was, I was supportive of him from day one. I thought he was going to be the next big thing. And even when he was struggling, we just wanted him to take shots. We just wanted him to try. And then that last play was a wrap. That's that's when we knew that it's never going to change. Yeah, and like it kind of, as an example, you bring up the Marco Fultz situation. That was sad what happened. And like Philly fans, 
they seem to just be sad about it as a whole from what I've seen and from like what I hear. It's just like they're not they don't have animosity toward Markel Fultz for what happened and how it went down. It's just like a right. tragic story. With Simmons, it's just like the audacity of it all. As if like, nah, I'm already a star. I'm dating a fucking Kardashian. Why I gotta improve for you? Like you seen like the I think it was a Bleacher Report article that came out last year where, you know, folk it was just like I think it was um a dude who wrote a whole a book about the process, and he went around just like he wrote an article just about like the the inside thoughts about Ben Simmons and his regression or stagnation, right? And apparently, when like you know journalists would ask Ben in the locker room, like, "Oh, what what do you uh, what are your thoughts on you not taking a jumper or like not being aggressive enough on offense?" He would look at the stat sheet. He's like, "Yo, I had a triple double and this many assists." Like that tells you what kind of mindset he has, you know what I mean? Like, it's been four years of this. Like, four years ago, he looked like a light-skinned LeBron. Like, he's about to come and just wreck shit. Now it's just like, I you don't even just pretend to even try to take a fadeaway jumper anymore. Like, the thing about the Trey Young clip that really, like, obviously he passed it. That's the most egregiously disgusting part of that. You know what I mean? He could have just yammed it on him. He didn't even try to, like, do a fadeaway. You know what I mean? Like, at least that would show me, all right, you're trying to look to score. I would have still thought he was a bitch because, like, he got a foot on fucking Trey Young. If he posted him up and just faded away at that moment, it would have been a bad shot. But at least he would have, like, shown up and shown aggression. You know what I mean? He was like, nah, I abstain. <laughs> I'm going to give it up to, who did he pass it to? Like, what, he wasn't. Uh, Tybal. Tybal. Not even, like, one of your scorers, bro. You gave it up to the def- the, the, the other defender. defensive specialist. <laughs> <laughs> bro. Yo, dude averages, like, three points a game, bro. Yo, I don't understand how half the Philly fan base is even alive at this point. Because I would have had an aneurysm oh, at that man. point, bro. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? No. Are you kidding me, man? Like. At, like, they trying to have, like, some, there's some fans out there that want you to have sympathy for Simmons. Nah, bro. Like, it's, it's part of the game. You know what I mean? Use in Harden trade talks because it's James Harden. And your new GM happened to have worked with Harden for, like, a decade. Like, tough, tough shit. You know what I mean? Get over it. You're a grown man. You're getting paid $170 million. Go shoot some free throws. It's, this saga is the funniest one. Uh, I, ever since LeBron's, like, decision and we've seen this whole era take off where... All these players realize, oh shit, we got power now. This is by far the funniest chapter, bro. <laughs> Think of all the stars that have had like their own little saga. You know, we had the melodrama, we had the Dwight Mayor, you know what I mean? The whole Dwight era. <laughs> all the way to now, this is the funniest one. This is top five funniest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like it's just opening up the door to what trade can they do to get out of it. They got guys like John Wall in talks right now. But an interesting honestly, an interesting trade. I don't know if interesting is the right word, but entertaining trade would be maybe Kyrie for oh, Ben Simmons. That was uh, one. Because at that uh, point, Kyrie kind of resolves his problem about uh, not not being vaccinated, and Ben Simmons wants to get out. Kyrie might not want to play in Brooklyn anymore because he can't play in Brooklyn at that point. <laughs> if he doesn't, if he decides not to get vaccinated, this dude is stubborn as hell and arrogant as hell, and he might never get vaccinated. And such an interesting I don't know, scenario. I don't, I, I don't think Ben really has to worry about shooting as much if he's in if he's in Brooklyn because they got they got shooters on deck. He doesn't need to put up shots. They got James Harden, KD. That's wild. Um, Kyrie like not trying to get a shot, and then Ben Simmons not trying to get a shot. Hey, 
but uh and then you know Kyrie can't play in brooklyn because obviously the vaccination yo after exactly. simmons like after literally what i wanted to touch on real quick on the simmons thing and then we i guess we go rack up real quick or wrap up real quick the fact that it reports even came out that simmons doesn't want to play in front of the philly fans the fact that came out Nah, you would you just mark yourself for death, brother. Them Philly fans are no joke. Cause if you're still on the roster and you're anywhere near the the, the Philly area, you are in you're trouble, dead. brother. You done? Yeah. You know what I mean like they not that gonna shit, boo that shit you. Dangerous. <laughs> Yo, they fucking what was it? They booed Santa Claus at the Phillies game. They threw batteries <laughs> at a <laughs> at fucking a uh, Dallas Cowboys player that got hurt. <laughs> like this is they not to be trifled with. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I don't know man Simmons yeah. I hope I hope Daryl Morey like he's a ruthless as a GM can get he always almost always like gets like the analytical right value in his trades I hope this is the one time where he's like nah fuck you we're gonna send you to fucking Sacramento for Marvin Bagley and like two second round picks I don't like you you know what I mean like get him out of here cause I don't know bro I believe nah, I was one of the people that believed in Simmons that. bro but I don't know, man. It's just disgusting. Ain't gonna do that. Embiid's prime is way too important. Exactly, way bro. Way too important. I, I think it's got to be Kyrie at this point. I mean, unless they figure out something with the Timberwolves, or I don't think they're gonna take John Wall. That makes no sense. Kyrie getting another diva for this diva might be. The That's best the step. other NBA story we didn't get to hit on, bro. The Timberwolves GM was a wild boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this man was a horny cartoon wolf. <laughs> Son is married and everything, and he had himself a whole yeah. side piece in the office. Oh oh and the cra- the craziest rumor I saw, apparently it's not substantiated, but it was literally like two months ago, some random Minnesota uh, Twitter account who apparently has like a friend in the front office was just like, oh shit, like their assistant GM walked in on the GM like piping oh, the dead. executive assistant in the office. And then what happens? Literally two months later... Dude gets fired, the assistant GM, the Indian dude. Shout out to our brown peoples, a South Asian in the mix. He he went hey, up, yo. he got he got the interim job. So yo, bro, <laughs> the NBA is funny as shit, man. <laughs> the Timberwolves GM is a horny cartoon wolf. Yo, and the Indian guy took advantage. <laughs> yo, our peoples, bro. When we when we see we see that opportunity, we fucking strike, bro. South mm-hmm. Asians, yo, represent. <laughs> Dog, I'm ready for the season. If we're going to get more storylines like this, superstars, quote-unquote superstars, refusing to shoot jump shots and, like, GMs just piping their assistants, let's get it, bro. What else is there? Yo, conspiracy theories and secret societies. Brother. Andrew Brother. Wiggins speaking up about not his game, but not getting vaccinated. <laughs> he went to Adam Silver with a note from his pastor. He's like, I can't, I can't, brother. It says right here, it's from my church. Simmons is no, not even Silver. Is just like get out of here. <laughs> All right, man. I think we, I think we can wrap here because I'm just bust, about to bust the gut laughing. All right, uh, we appreciate you guys checking out this episode of Nickish. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Nickish Show. Subscribe to us on all podcasting platforms. Uh, we got season four of the show coming up real soon. This yes, is going to be one of the last couple episodes of season three as uh, Media Day starts soon and training camp opens up and preseason starts. October is around the corner, man. Um, so, again, we appreciate you guys. Leave us a five-star review. That would be awesome. Uh, until next time, take care. Peace. Peace. Bye.